When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Shirley's Temple. We got... Leon Thomas in the building. Man, I'm, I've been wanting you on my show for a minute. What's up? What's up? Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I've been watching. I've been checking you out. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know yeah. you're a low-key legend in these streets, right? Oh, man, I appreciate it. I'm just still working, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, we got to get you right. So, I don't know if you've heard of Uka. What, what, this, what is that about? This is cannabis hookah oh hell I'm no like, you ain't about to have me wait, <laughs> wait. it's real chill though it's nah, real chill man, i haven't smoked in a minute i gotta chill i will say this though i will say this i really appreciate what y'all are doing for cannabis of course locking in of course. you know including it into the process i think that's beautiful for sure. well, but I'm for a... me personally yeah yeah you enjoy a... you enjoy go crazy <laughs> last thing i need is for to be person... in here with like super long answers you're like bro all right we get it but <laughs> I know, that's, <laughs> man, I've gone people. Nah, you gotta know yourself, you gotta know yourself. <laughs> but, can I just tell you about it? Yeah, what's so up? So, this is a no smoke, no tobacco, cannabis hookah. Wow. Like, this is the future. It really like, is, it looks futuristic, it to is. be honest. It yeah. is, and it's available now on getuka.com. Okay, cool. Man, I'm just excited, because I feel like people love hookah, and to combine oh, absolutely. cannabis and hookah. Yeah, yeah, it's a real smart idea. I feel like, you know, hookah, they say, you know, like 30 minutes of smoking hookah is the equivalent of smoking like two packs of cigarettes. So to find like an option that's, that's not, not like, tobacco, right? Dude, that's it. Genius. Uh, yeah, genius. genius. Yeah, I, I love, love it. Man, well, I know you were just in Las Vegas. I was, I was. I really enjoyed myself. I, I saw my boy Wiz out there. I saw, and Blueface was Blueface, there. Blueface, Ty Dolla Sign, obviously. Right. That's the reason why I was there. Right. And uh, yeah, we were having a good time. RJ, you oh, know, I love like, RJ. yeah. It was real cool being around, like, the whole Cali vibe. And, In you know, Vegas. yeah, it's been awesome, like, hanging with Ty because I feel like all of his friends are super famous and <laughs> real fun. You Including know, so yourself. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. Look, I got a little clout, you know, yeah. a little clout token here and there. <laughs> Well, was he just like, yo, pull up? Yeah, he was like, pull up. But he told me like two days before he was going to fly out. He was like, yeah, Saturday and Sunday, come out, vibe out. So I just, you know, bought like a quick ticket and got a little sweet and really enjoyed myself. I don't really travel unless it's for work. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, kind of cool that. to just like pop out and I don't know, not have a huge itinerary I got to handle and just right. kind of wing it, have some fun, you know? For sure, because I know you're a workaholic, so I'm I'm, I'm sure. definitely, definitely a workaholic. I feel sure. you. Yeah. I got to hear how Vegas was because Daniel said, uh, yeah, he said there was a li nice little story there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So 
I pull up <laughs> I pull up in Vegas on Saturday. Uh I start hitting up Ty. Ty's at this like super private birthday party. And um so everybody was ghosting me from the crew. Wait. So I'm like, yo, like yeah. I just pulled up. I'm like, what am I doing? So then Daniel hits me up on Instagram. He's like, yo, you want to go see Bruno Mars? I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. So I'll pull up, catch about six songs of uh, Bruno's show. Afterwards, I get a chance to, you know, drink and kick it with him for a little bit backstage. I'm a huge Bruno Mars right, fan. So, like, right. it was cool to see him in a real human setting, you know, yeah. outside of, like, looking like a god on stage. I mean, he had a full sold-out show all ages it, it's the craziest thing looking out to the audience and seeing like kids to like senior citizens to like really you know beautiful women and yeah. it's just like a whole vibe in there so shout out to bruno for making sure my saturday night was all right i Bro. love that yeah and yeah i think he has a residency there right he that, does he does fire. so i'm actually trying to take my mama back out there so daniel listen i'm gonna be yeah. hitting you up brother Yo. my mama really wants to go see bruno live it was just a birthday you know I just throwing that out there you know i don't know we'll figure it I out i love that <laughs> yeah. what yeah. was the best moment from the bruno show the best moment was 24 karat gold you know yeah i, I don't want to say too much about the shows because he doesn't like people filming it or anything oh really Did so i'm not no sure film? yeah no film you can't have your iphone out you will get kicked out so I'm I not going to tell y'all what happens, but just know my boy Bruno threw down. He went crazy. Yeah. I so. never um, went to a concert. Oh, yeah, I have, where they have no phone. Mm-hmm. I mess with it. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, what I did notice is that because people weren't on their phones and, like, worried about social media, I was watching the smiles. People actually being present right, there no, in the that's, moment. That's the like, best. I miss that from, like, shows. Like, because now you just have everybody standing there deadpan, like, with a phone in their hand. And you know they're having a good time, but they're so focused on filming it yeah. for, you know, to look back later. They, they, they forget to actually live in the moment. And for sure. That in itself, I think, is a really important part of live shows. So, honestly, whenever I get big enough, I'm definitely going to, you know, implement nah. that. You know, at least for, like, certain shows, just so that people actually tap in let's do a trivia question all i'm really right, sad because right. i forgot my buzzer and my bell but oh, we're gonna pretend right. we're gonna pretend all right it is what it is very sad but um okay what is the largest borough in new york the largest borough in new york is i could give you the options brooklyn damn i need my buzzer damn. really yeah what's the largest borough in new york uh queens queens yeah that's a surprising one yeah okay. It is pretty big. Yeah, you're right. You're from Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn, yeah. so I was just like, yeah, yeah you're like, let me just rep Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I feel good. like Brooklyn has so many different areas. I, right. Damn, that really surprised me. <laughs> so this is from Shimmerwood. Okay. This cool. is CBD seltzer. Ooh. Yeah. I'm with that. They pro- right. They promote. Okay. Where does Slim come from? What's up, Slim? <laughs> What's up, baby? Where does Slim come oh, from? Oh, this guy's so right. cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah, get man. This, come hang with the gang, Slim. So they actually promote themselves as a non-alcoholic um, alternative. That's dope. Think of it as a mocktail in a can that leaves you feeling refreshed and relaxed. I love that. Yeah, and they actually got top-rated CBD beverage of 2023 on Forbes Health. That's fire. I'm yeah, with so that. this is yeah. their Raz Lime uh, flavor. Wow. Yeah, feel free. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna. I'm definitely going to partake with yeah. this for sure, for sure, for sure. Ty is crazy in the studio. What is the vibe in the studio with him? You know what's really cool about Ty? I feel like there's like three different modes in the studio with him. There's like rapid fire songwriting mode where he'll literally do like six songs in a night and he'll just go into headphones and knock them out and then we'll kind of listen to them for a bit and then it's on to the next. 
And then sometimes there's like elements of it kind of mimicking what it would be like at a club. So we'll have like oh, people wow. around, okay. you know, same thing. He'll like go back into the headphones and knock out a song, but we can kind of like party and vibe to the records that we do. And then this is probably one of my favorite modes is when we get to go from scratch and make a beat and like, you know, really like, cause he also produces as right, well. Right, right. So, you know, and me being a producer and a songwriter, it's like fun to right. be in there, like actually from the beginning of the process of making the song until the end. Absolutely. That's funny. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who I interviewed, but he was like, "Yeah, we were in the studio with Ty, and he made everyone leave so he could perfect his vocals." Oh yeah. And then I was like, "Damn." Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> me as a artist, like, I'm usually in a room by myself. I'm an engineer as well, so wow. like, yeah. I like to just like kind of be by myself. You produce and you engineer and you. Yeah, I mix my whole new project that's coming out this summer. Electric uh, yeah, Dust. Yeah, Electric Dust, July 21st, you know. Oh, shit, there's a um, date. Yeah, yeah now there's a date and all I love that. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, for me, it's 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 definitely about, you know, just being in a position to, to fail freely. I feel like sometimes fail. when you have... Yeah, because, like, yo, you might have a take that's not as good. Okay. And if you have, like, seven people staring at the back of your head while you're right. trying to... You know, it can, it can just pressure. turn it into a different thing, yeah, you know? For yeah, for sure. Wait, so Electric Dust... What can we expect? Because you have Breaking Point Out, you have Crash yeah. and Burnout. Uh -huh. Those are vibes, by the way. I Thank you. I really appreciate that. And Love that. Jones yeah. with Ty Dolla Sign. Uh -huh. Love Jones with Ty. And, you know, honestly, like, we've been working on this project for a long time. Um, so it's been something that's been cooked up for a while. But the way my deal is set up, um, I'm actually doing two albums on my first cycle. Okay. So I'm oh, already shit. working on the next album right now. But Whoa. this first album has 11 songs. And you know, some really cool features. Wait. And, and, and you know, we're just, uh, I mean, I'm going to save, like, some of the new features nah. for when they, for, like, like, when we do me, that official official release. Tea. But, you. Um, you know, for right now, we just got Benny the Butcher right. and Ty Dolla Sign, which is a beautiful vibe. Um, and, and, yeah, 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 we're just making a shake. I love that yeah. you tapped in with Benny because I have so much respect for Griselda. Oh, yeah, I love Griselda. L literally, I was uh, listening to West Side Gun on the way over. That's, I love I'm, like, him. a huge fan. He got yeah. the biggest chain out of all these rappers. Come on now. Yeah, because, I mean, they're making independent money. That's oh, yeah. a little different, you Damn. know? Damn. we got to split it with everybody, so, you know, they're making they a shake. Were they Interscope for a second, though? I don't know. Okay. I don't know who's with. I don't know who's right. with who. I know Benny is definitely um, signed somewhere. Okay. But I don't know about Westside. I feel like Westside was uh yeah. was doing an indie. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, West for sure. Mm -hmm. How is it? You're signed to Motown, right? Yeah, or I'm signed to Motown Utah, and right? and uh, Capital also just picked up the project as well for distribution and you know it's been dope just having uh, a machine behind what I'm doing. You know, I'm building things out slowly and it just feels good to like have support because i Absolutely. think independent it can be a lot on your back you for know? sure for sure yeah. and like how does it because you were signed super early uh-huh i was signed Columbia, right? yeah the first time i was ever signed i was 13 years old but it was That's, like through like a tv show so yeah. like they, it wasn't really just all about the music and right. um this time around it really feels like focused on the actual music itself that's fire yeah. i'm like are your vocals even in at 13 do you even hit yeah, I just hit puberty and uh, oh my yeah. gosh. so yeah, it was kind of cool. I mean, I was working with some some amazing producers and songwriters. Right at thirteen? Uh huh. Like who? Yeah, I was working with uh, Bob Power. He did like oh shit on and on with Erica Badu, Wait, and Angelo, stuff like that. You know, Tribe Called Quest. At thirteen? So yeah, yeah, I was working with him pretty early. Yeah. Are you even like aware of like what's going on at that point? 
Pretty much. I mean, you know. You had to grow up fast, obviously. Yeah, I mean, you know, they was yeah. paying me. I said, I might as well figure oh, right. it out. Like, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, my I mean, my parents are musicians, too. So I right. feel like it's it's uh it's really just kind of in my blood. Music has been that. a big part of it. But I've been writing love songs before I even, like, knew what love was. What? Like, I definitely, definitely kind of had to imagine a lot of things. But it was cool, you know. I feel yeah. like when you're younger, you have a good imagination anyway. Yeah. Is yeah. your more current music inspired by real females? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, the newer stuff is definitely, like, me writing my life. For sure. Um, But there's definitely aspects, even with that, where I like to kind of project, like, a world I want to live in. Mm. And um, I kind of learned that from Drake, seeing him do that, you know, early, really? early, early in his process. If you listen to it, he was always, like, talking about affluent things, even before, like, he was really, like, at that super millionaire level. Right. And that is genuinely, like, a, a part of, like, just my process. I'm a big believer in manifestation. Hell and yeah. Speaking, you know, your existence. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, a song, you know, you're literally, I'm singing it all over the country. Right. Mad shows, this and that, listening to it. You're kind of projecting that into the, you know, into the world. So right. I really feel like it's going to happen for me, for sure. Did Drake ever hear your Take Care cover with Ariana Grande? I don't think he ever heard that. Really? No. I, you didn't, I you definitely wasn't see? about to play it for yeah. me, for sure. That's like a super fan moment I don't think either of us needed. I, like, for real. <laughs> like, get this guy out of here. Security. Yeah, uh, I'm security. crying. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, but I definitely I put Ariana Grande like on that, though. Early Ariana. Right. We was in the studio. And I didn't have a uh, an original song to do. Metro so I was Hearts like, mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? We both like Drake. Right. Let's make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Let's just vibe out. That's hilarious, <laughs> yeah. man. I have so many because, man, you do, you've done so much dope shit throughout your career. It's just uh, crazy. Thank to me. you, thank you. But I guess to piggyback off Ariana, like, what's your favorite song you've done with her? Because you you guys have worked together super early in your careers. All right, it's a fight between two songs. Um, there was a song on her first album that was the first track. It was called Honeymoon Avenue. And shout out to Tommy Brown and oh, uh, yeah, Victoria Monet. Oh, my gosh. You know, shout they, out to Victoria because she's I doing know, her she's thing. She's killing it right now. Yeah. So proud of her. But, yeah, we've been in this thing for a long time. And, and I mean, that was, like, one of those records that um, Wendy over at Universal was like, yo, we want you to, um, you and your production partner, Chris Tynes, to just kind of mess around with it, see if you can maybe – um, kind of elevate the production a little bit, and, and um, we got like a twelve-piece orchestra Damn. to come in and do strings, and Wait. we really like. I mean, for me, that was like my first time feeling like uh, Quincy Jones level no. producer, because I mean, like to have the string section right. going in and, and like playing parts that we put together was like so cool. I love that. Yeah, it was really tight. What was it like seeing her career take off? Like it was a vibe. First off. We used to sit in rooms just like this, you know. We we did school together, so really on our breaks, like yeah, we would talk about music a lot mm. and like the dreams that we had. Right. So like we both spoke it into existence exactly what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. Right. And um, I don't know, just like seeing those words turn into reality was a beautiful thing. And she's a real friend of mine. It's not like right. just some we work together stuff. Like we really hung out a lot and. You know, I'm just so proud of her. You know, right. to this day, just like seeing what she was able to create and yeah. what all of us were able to create. I mean, it's the odds are definitely stacked against you when right. you're coming from, you know, a children's network. So for sure. I'm just proud of all of us for like elevating. Can you talk about those conversations on set of Victorious? Like were y'all yeah. literally like, yo, I'ma do music one day and I'ma be a superstar. What would cause you produce, you do mm -hmm. all like what was your dream? 
Well, at that time, I was like obsessed with uh, Ryan Leslie. Oh my god, he's like a dope producer artist. Gotta give him so, his flowers. Like, yeah, man. Like for me, like seeing him be able to cook up for other people and also be an artist at the same time was like really refreshing. And that's definitely somebody I used to mention a lot. Uh, yeah. Jermaine Dupree, same thing. Mm. So I, I I always used to be watching their YouTube videos because they had really good content around that time. Right. So it was really <laughs> cool, you know. Um, kind of being able to live the dream that I was telling her I would do. And, you know, she she was really into music from the beginning. Mm. Um, but prior to Victorious, I was already doing, like, a lot of records and working with a lot of producers. So she wow. would always ask questions really? about just, like, management and how to really, like, you know, level up out of everything that we were going through uh, at Nick. And, you know, I really respect her for, you know, staying true what to her was your, What was your best piece of advice to her? You know, I think early on, I would always tell her that it was smart to learn how to engineer. Really? And that's something that she actually ended up doing. She's nasty on Pro Tools now. What? Like, she doesn't need an engineer I for nothing. That. She could just, like, <laughs> tap in. Obviously, she has great people around her, but um, it's a really cool thing. I'm glad she ended up, like, locking in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. It's something about females producing that it's like. Come on, now. I had Come little Cece on my show. Yeah, she's lit. Right? Shout out to my homegirl, Taylor Parks, too. She's Ta an amazing I producer, songwriter, artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fire. I love that. Yeah. Um, dang, I had a question. I forgot it. Man, I'm feeling good. This Uka got me hella chill. See? I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> See? Right. <laughs> Did you wanna swap with the Okay. I wanna right, I want what? you to feel the vibe, yeah. Alright, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> right. I'm game. Whatever works, you know. <laughs> we gotta talk now. I need yeah. one of these for the crib. Wait! <laughs> Should we do it now? You wanna hand it to me? Talk about manifestation, right? Oh wow, that's cool. We're that's so tight. Right. <laughs> I'm leaving here with some gifts, Yo, eh? It's Christmas. Leave, come I love it. Home. I love it. I mean, I saw you know you used to used Thank to give you. gifts out to the other people, but right. like, yo, uh, we're like, look the at this. The fact that he said that, you guys, manifestation <laughs> dreams do come true. They do come true. This is from Uka. Wow. Thank yeah, you so of much. Of course. I'm this really looking forward to using this at the that. studio for sure. And then this is a. This is I gonna love be perfect. It has like get zen like it's wow. just it's just a vibe it's that's just a perfect vibe. Yeah. that's perfect yeah i was so I'm excited really you said excited that. Yeah. Right. yeah i mean it it's just a, seems like a dope product yeah for sure so they actually just went um good. public too oh really get, yeah wow. yeah get uka.com they were at um tiger's little 420 marina del rey performance oh that's fire yeah. that's fire we're gonna here's put your, it right here just in case of course want people to see it right Appreciate you, man. <laughs> of <Thank> course you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that just happened. Yeah. Man. Okay, we, I want to get into the Drake stuff. All right, let's get into it. Because how did y'all meet initially? Man, I'm, I'm so sorry crazy. if you've been asked this. So no, not a, I mean, like, here and there, but, like, okay. I didn't it was know just such I... a crazy process yeah. because um, my uh, production partner, Chris Tynes, you know, we started a production the duo Rascals. called The Rascals, right? So we've been in the field doing our thing for a minute, but, you know, there were certain artists that you kind of, like, don't necessarily try to chase placements for because everybody in their mama is trying Back. to do records for them. Right. A couple people like Rihanna, Beyonce, and Drake. You yeah. just know for a fact there's going to be thousands to almost a million people all at the same time trying to get records to them. And if you yeah. don't really have an in, it gets weird. Yeah. So <laughs> for us, like we finally got an in. Um, we were, uh, Chris was out at, at Nobu on a double date. Oh and, my uh, gosh! Everyone met Boy loves Wanda. Nobu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nova was pretty cool. <laughs> met Boy Wanda, and then we started working with Boy, Boy Wanda. Shout out to Boy Wanda. I didn't Wanda. know if that was the initial connect. 
That's the initial connect. Shout out to Simon over at Isla and EK. I love them. They're so sweet. Sweet, good, genuine people. Right. You know, um, they've been in the industry a minute, but not long enough to lose their soul. (laughs) And I really just like genuinely love the fact that they care about the people that they work with. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, they really looked out for me and got me into a really great publishing deal. Um, Wow. So. I mean, shout out to them. Shout out to Boy Wonder. I mean, they literally changed my life. Wow. And, uh, you know, working with Drake was like an amazing stepping stone. For sure. Into so many things for me. For yeah. sure. I saw you say somewhere that it, it, like, changed your trajectory as an artist. Absolutely. What did you mean by that? Well, there's something called the Drake effect. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you've seen it with, like, uh, major artists who are kind of just starting their career. Um, Ooh, it's ready. There's, like, companies <laughs> that you know, may have known about you for a while, but seeing that Drake is associating with you creatively kind of gives them a little bit more confidence because they know that Drake is definitely a, uh, just as much as he's an amazing artist, he's also like a curator for the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was just really cool seeing that, you know, labels were definitely more receptive to, to mm. you know, making things happen with me as an artist after that. And, and um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely an interesting, interesting journey. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It's funny because I had Lil Cece on here. Yeah. I was like, what's your first placement? She was like, money in the grave for 20K. It's crazy. I was like, yeah. Like, how do you even Went thank crazy. someone? Like, I'd be like. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's huge. And um, that song was out at the same time. The first Drake record that we did, Gold Roses, Gold Roses. That song that ended up getting nominated for Best Rap Song at the Grammys. and It was amazing, you know, because, like, that whole record came together uh, in such a cool way. They, I like, wanted to know the story behind the They, like, I'm rented so out this, like, mansion, and they had probably, I want to say, 10 to 15 producers all, like, kind of connected to, to the OVO camp and, and uh, to Isla. And um, we were just in there creating and sending around ideas and that was one of the beats that they you know sent upstairs and you know we added some things to it they sent it back and next thing we knew there was like a drake idea written to it which was crazy and then uh, when he came out to la you know he sat down with me and chris and you know just talked to us about what he wanted to do for certified lover boy and, and you um, got three songs on there yeah 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 so that that really worked I out i love that and yeah just made it happen how what was the best memory from the Bahamas? I know you said it looked, it was like research for you. Yeah, it was like research because I was just like studying. I feel like every artist has a brand and that brand is a machine. So you got to study like the, the gears that make that machine as successful as that artist is, you know? And for Drake, what I noticed is that he has amazing people in, in, in every field kind of just surrounding him. And I think that's a that's a really important factor because you want to have good parts for your machine. Right. I think sometimes people want to just put their homies on. Yeah, right, bro, we right, grew up right. together. You over here. You. But for him, I noticed that he really had like a solid team of people that genuinely care about whatever they have to focus on for mm. his, you know, specific brand. And, um, I don't know. For me, uh, you know, I'm not on Drake's level yet, but you know, for me, I, I just definitely wanted to make sure that when I got home, I just really employed the best people I could for mm. everything that I personally needed. Yeah. And it's been great to see, you know, the success that I have been able to create. Right. Kind of utilizing what I what I what I studied. Was that someone you wanted to work with? Is that someone Drake? you were, I mean obviously Hell every, yeah. Yeah. What you mean? every every <laughs> artist It's like a goal. But sometimes like I mean I'm big on manifesting, but right. sometimes you be thinking like, all right, this is like, right, how am I gonna how am I gonna get to Drake? Like, right. This guy has everybody trying to work with him, but I don't know. It worked out. That's 
I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that because you really seen like a lot of my grind. Yeah. You know, the hustle. <laughs> the hustle, you know. Um, yeah. But it doesn't stop. And I'm really thankful. Right. And grateful. Right. What, um, what was your reaction when you heard Jay-Z on Love All? Amazing. I mean, being from Brooklyn, Jay-Z has always been a huge oh, yeah. part of my life, you right. know. Um, and uh, it was just a, it was definitely a bucket list moment. Didn't get to meet him yet, but I, was I feel like that's coming, you know? Yeah. That's coming. I'm going to hand you this. You got a little tip for me. Um, I always ask this icebreaker question. 500K or dinner with Jay-Z? <laughs> you could ponder on that. I think I'd do dinner with Jay-Z. Right? I think I'd do dinner with Jay-Z. Because I think I'm at a point in my life where, you know, a lot of the necessities in my life are handled bills-wise. Mm -hmm. Like, I love I'm it. not, like, super stressed about that 500. <laughs> as much as I am about, like, just really getting, like, business advice from Jay-Z on how to scale a company. I right. mean, we've seen him exit out of huge brands time and time again. And that's the reason he's a billionaire. It's not just because he does music, but because he, like, attaches himself with cultural movements that can then be sold as a as a product mm. and um for me i mean that's something i'm trying to figure out right even, same. even this early in my process it's yeah. like all right how can i get to something tangible outside of like music um that i can use the music to you know promote damn yeah what does that look like i got some ideas okay i definitely got some ideas you know i think i want to i want to definitely start like a, a healthy fast food chain Ooh. i think um it'd be really cool to do some products like home good products Ooh. i know that's like random but, no you know, I love i'm like that. big on incense and candles oh and blankets and shit like that those are just products that i think that you can kind of like you could write songs about you know maybe this is the perfect time maybe this turn is, it up right this is from smoke odor candles okay yeah bro when i tell you let me see what's going yeah. on yeah Oh no, they got it. Right? I love it. I we love got it. you. Yeah. So the, you, this actually diffuses the weed smoke after you smoke. That's cool. I um, like that. We got you some spray, some odor spray, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some no, car good. freshener. That's good for the car. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just like love these flavors. I'm like a scent person. I'm just. Easy. Wow. Let's just be. Let's just be doing it. Mmm. <laughs> right? I love that. Right? Yeah. Hold on. Nah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm like, put me on. Yeah, this is, oh my gosh, caramel vanilla latte, guys. Wow. Wow. See, that wow. makes me want to eat it. <laughs> oh, no, this is good. Right. I love this right. one. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's tight. That's hilarious. All right. That's cool. This. You liking the uka? What I'm flavor is it? <laughs> I can't quite tell, to be honest. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. That's fire. That's fire. Oh. I love it. I wow. love tea. Like you don't understand. That's fire. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a big tea guy. Right, and that's literally the reason I don't smoke hookah because of the tobacco. So my mind is blown. Mm -hmm. Just no, that's that's really deep. excited. I yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, how much is a Leon Thomas beat? <laughs> it varies. If I know you. Right, right. If I know you, we can work something out. Yeah. But if I don't, <laughs> I won't even say my price because I want people to, Wait. to just approach me properly. You know. <laughs> You never know. You never know. It might increase in a couple of weeks. I love it. That's <laughs> hilarious. So when you were just the early days working with Ariana, like, how did you f end up producing? Was that just something you like? Well, even during Victorious, I was co-producing and writing a lot of the songs that I was uh, performing. So from wow. age like 14 to 16 was where my production journey started. 
those were some of my first placements on a major network. Right. You know, being sh- streamed and, and uh, showed right. in so many different countries. So it was cool to even, like, perform in, in Germany, to perform in Italy and in, in, uh, London and, and see people respond to my music. And um, there was, like, a feeling. You were traveling to, all that at 13? Mm-hmm. Well, no, more like 16, 17. 16, still? Yeah. Wow. So you've been yeah. everywhere, probably. I've been a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. not to get real, but let's get real. All right, Shirley Sample has to focus on mental health. Well, first right, off, let's get into it. How are you doing? How's your mental state? I'm really good. I think I had a breakup that like definitely put me oh. on a bit of a tailspin. But I think it's Break- like good to good to go through those journeys. I feel right. like life is an ebb and flow, um, mm. meaning there's ups and downs. And I think for me you know, having a process, you know, affirmations, meditation, yoga, oh writing my gosh. songs. Like I go to hot yoga every You got to find your tools, man, right. and use them. And right. it's, like, cool to do it when everything's all good, but, like, like when you go through those, you know, storms is, like, when you really get to test if this stuff actually works. Absolutely. And I can definitely say I'm a testament right. to the fact that it works. I love it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so nosy, but what happened with the, with the relationship? I mean, it just, you know, I think – we both were at a point in our lives where the pandemic had just happened. We were kind of glued to each other for mm. both very positive reasons. And then there was like the world just kind of stopping at that time. Right. And then I think um, post pandemic, you know, she was growing, I was growing and, and um, you know, we're still friends to this day. It's no bad blood. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's definitely like a tough, uh, a tough goodbye. Right. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna read you this. Because of the nature of show business, child actors are often exposed to drugs, alcohol, and sex at an early age. Yeah. At the same time, young actors must constantly cope with rejection, jealousy, self scrutiny, ob- obsessive thoughts, and the nonstop need to be perfect. Yeah. Being in the limelight since you were 10 years old, yeah. bro. I think everyone that knows you knows how kind and humble and sweet you are. Like, how did you turn out this way? Because the majority of people don't. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to talk about another tool I didn't talk about before, but God is a huge okay. part of my life. Like, I, love that. I think, like, you know, regardless of whatever religion that, you, you know, you serve, kind of having some kind of discipline, having some kind of process attached to the way you live your life is a really huge part of what kind of kept me grounded. Because it doesn't matter how high I climb, who I meet, who I work for, how many people know me, I'm still, you know, there's 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 no level bigger than God. So I feel mm-hmm. like I always feel like there's more to do. There's there's more that I could be doing as right. a human being, as right. a as a son, as a brother, right. you know, you know, to just be a better human being. So I mean I think we put so much focus in like, all right, how much money do you make? Like, you know, but for me it's like, all right, how good of a human being can I be? And looking back in my eighties, will I say like, all right, even after making a bunch of money, was I an asshole this entire time? Mm-hmm. And, like, that process, I think, is a thing that I chase just as much as, like, trying to win. You right. Know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely, like, an ebb and flow, like, balance. Right. You know? Because I saw this um, two days ago. Um, they came out with a documentary on Aaron Carter. Yeah. Man, I swear, it broke my heart. It. It's dude, tough. Yeah. It's tough. And, I mean, I can't sit here and tell you my journey was perfect. Right. But, you know, um, I really, I really pray for a lot of homies that I did come up with from both Nick and Disney. I've right. seen a lot of them, you know, because you're making so much money. Right. You sometimes even have family members, like, relying off of the money that you make. And I if you can't talk. continue to, like, support, like, you feel horrible. So there's that journey. Um, but I think 
the people that really rooted themselves in something bigger than the industry itself are usually able to kind of for sure kind of you know journey out of it what yeah. i learned from that documentary this blew my mind but they said there's something called the coogan act yeah where you're only required to 15 percent of the child's warnings and trust so that means 85% is fair game. Yeah. And additionally, if the law was breached, you have to sue your parents. Yeah. Who created this shit where you have to sue your parents? Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm never suing my parents, you know. They anything, birthed you. Here's how I felt about it. It was like, you Please. know, my mom, she had a, a really successful business um, and kind of stopped focusing on that as much, especially once my career started blossoming. Uh, she had a really successful club date band. Her and my stepfather ran a club day band. They would open up for like Shaka Khan. They were doing like really cool, um, like like big weddings for like super millionaires and stuff like that. And they had a, a, oh a club God. they used to work out of called Lola's. Uh -huh. And um, you know, she took a lot of time off from that to be able to travel with me. I mean, right. I was like 13, you know, going on tours and right. stuff like that. So, you know, um, the way I felt about it, everything that came from that time period in my life was owed to them. Mm -hmm. That's what I did you know kind of just handed it off and i had to start from scratch once i was like 21 which is like interesting because people would think that i would be like super you know bred it up but nah i had to i had to go from scratch build up again after that you know and that's crazy just make it happen right and it's so cool that like after all of that i was able to work my way up to double what i had at that no time way. you know what i'm saying yeah. not triple so you know i really once again that journey through kind of just operating from a humble place mm -hmm. You know, understanding that that money that at that time wouldn't last forever. So right. I really never like bought crazy chains or anything I like was that. It was say, just always yeah. chill, you know. Damn. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. That's incredible. You know, they say if you love what you do, you want to work a day in your life. How did it feel to see the music income coming as opposed to the acting money? I mean, it was different. You yeah. know, I feel like the acting space, um, you make good money. Right. You know, and uh, at, there was a, a certain time period where, you know, I was able to get, if I got a network show, close to $75,000 an episode. Damn, um, wait. So, you know, let's wait. say you got like a 12-episode season. You know, I was, I was about to do all right. But, you know, for I'm me, I left, wrong a, industry. I left a lot of that to, to chase something I was really passionate right, about, which right, is music. Right. And it took time, but, you know, money came in at the right time. Right. Yeah. How did it feel to have to cut your drug dress off for Detroit? Oh, it was horrible. I really didn't like that. <laughs> but um, to be honest, I don't know. It, it was one of those moments where, like, I got to use my tools. Mm -hmm. I got to just, like, step back, really zoom out. All right, I'm in a feature film. What are you upset about? Um, you know, I'm working with Miguel for two two months. I'm I didn't learning, know that. I'm learning all this stuff from Miguel. Like, there's so much that I got from that, dealing with Questlove and you know, being mm -hmm. around like the whole Oscar conversation for the first time, uh, being at the movie was like being pitched for, you know, Oscar nominations. Like, right. I mean, I was blessed. Yeah, I had to cut my dreads, <laughs> deal with some weird internet shit, but it is what it is. Like, right. going back, you know, I they know healthy, how... <laughs> they healthy, I'm healthy, I'm good. Like, right. I ain't tripping, you know? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is it hard to grow dreads? It's really not easy, and there's always that awkward stage. So. <laughs> I'm finally past the awkward stage, which is cool. Right. They yeah. came out great, though. Thank you. I appreciate Yeah, of that. course. All right. Trivia question? All right. I'm really horrible at uh, trivia, if you haven't noticed <laughs> But, yeah, let's get it. You'll know this one. I wanted to bring something from Victorious, but the members of the Breakfast Bunch all got detention because one of them was late for class. What member was late for class and why? 
right. <laughs> what member was late for class? You want me to give you the options? Yeah, man. Or do you no, know it? No, I like, totally forgot that episode. It's been For like forever. Real? Yeah, Yeah, it has been a long time. <laughs> it's huh? been like uh, 11 years to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Did y'all watch Victorious? <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. A, Andre, because he was practicing his, practicing his new song. B, Cat, because she locked herself in the bathroom. C, Jade, because she was playing with scissors. D, Robbie, because he was choking on a pretzel. C. Uh, Who was it? Robbie, because he was choking on a pretzel. Dang. I don't remember that part. I, yeah, I what? for sure thought you were going to know that. Hell no. Nah. That's Yo, crazy. I did something for Nickelodeon where we did Nickelodeon trivia. I was like, oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> for real? No. I'm the worst I, oh, at yeah, trivia. I did see yeah, that. I'm the fucking worst. Like, yeah. it's just hands down. Every interview wants to add it in. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That is hilarious. So these are pop cones. Can I just give it to you? Yeah, sure. You see, so I'm gonna hit this once. That's pretty cool. I know. I'm, I'm like, you can save that for. Yeah, I'm gonna save that for a rainy day. Why not? <laughs> I'm gonna put it with my little tower of gifts here. Right, right. Okay, so what's cool about this? So they have a little thing that you press and it pops. Yeah. And the flavor bursts. Flavors. Yeah. So basically. That's kind of cool. They, yeah, they have this patented on-demand flavor technology that you could either smoke naturally or you could introduce flavor when That's you want crazy. it. Right. Yeah. And they actually have a contest for 4th of July that if you post two reels tagging them and popping the cone, you could win up to $4,000. That's So, fun. yeah, I just wanted you. I That's just like amazing. flavor, so. Yeah. I like flavor, too. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check this yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. So, I went to Joshua Tree one weekend and That's dropped cool. acid. Yeah. I, I didn't have to give all that background, but that weekend was when I discovered Do For Love by Snow Allegra. And oh, when wow. I tell you, that's all I listened to the entire weekend. Wow. And when I tell you I found out you co-produced that beat, I was like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, we, we like, definitely put that together. You don't understand how much I love that song. And I think Man. Bobby Cabo had just passed away, right? Or yeah, well, yeah. Well, he passed away a couple months after that. But right. it's cool that maybe he was able oh, to see. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, he Damn, was able really? to see, like, you know, his song get some more love once again. That's crazy. Can you tell yeah. me how the story behind that? Um, I had worked with Snow Allegra uh, probably like five months before that okay. on a song called On My Mind. Mm. And um, her team reached out and asked if I wanted to, you know, produce uh, her new Spotify single, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So we got a chance to do two songs. So um, it was originally made for Spotify. It was Yeah, it was exclusive no. to Spotify for, I, did not know that. I think like eight months or six Stop. months. I and then now they dropped that. it on all the other platforms. Okay, okay. So <laughs> it was it was kind of crazy. My boy Ali and my boy Peter, um, both of them very talented musicians and producers. Uh, we all came together, and she didn't want to have any drums or anything. She wanted it really? to kind of play off of because uh, she she used to do that song live at all of her concerts. So we just kind of like worked around the chord progressions, and you know uh, Peter came in and laid some strings, yeah. and I added some bass. And my boy did keys. And we just like formed like a cool super band for that for that one record. And Snow sang her ass off. Bro, I'm like such a fan that song of her makes tone. Me cry. It's it, it, it's a real it record. Yo. It's a real yeah. record, yo. And uh, she really killed it. What yeah. is it like seeing the end pro like hearing the end product back? Like, cause you just be like being a part of making such a beautiful song to me is everything. Like, I would. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, watching the process. Being a part of the process is like the closest thing to magic because right. I went in there 
having no clue what that song was going to sound like, whether it was going to be good or bad. Right. Um, not on Snow's yeah. part, but more so just on, like, you know, as a producer, I'm definitely really? a perfectionist, you okay, know. Okay. So I wanted it to be great. Yeah. And um, it worked out, you yeah. know. It was cool. I just kind of let go and just yeah. have fun and um, listen to Snow. And, you know, she really guided us to something that was very special. Hell yeah. yeah. As a perfectionist, do you have someone that has the final say after you approve it? Like, you're like, yo, you got to check this real quick. Like, or do you, is it you? You make all the calls. Um, <laughs> I trust my ear and I right. trust my gut, you know. Okay. And I feel like when I'm working for other artists, I also trust their vision. Yeah. Because I'm an artist and yeah. I know I don't want anybody telling me, like, what's what, you know. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're trying to do, that's how you're trying to get things done, do you, for you sure. know. But I'm always going to do my best to give you the best ingredients to get to where you're trying to go. For sure. So, you know, I'm going to put forth my 100% effort and it's up to y'all to, like, yeah. you know, make sure the mixes is right, right. and this and that and the other. But, yeah. I was going to ask where the Rascals came from. The Rascals came from us being the youngest producers <gasps> at this uh, really dope studio. Uh, Babyface opened his doors to us. Mm, yeah, I saw that. So, like, Legendary. Y'all, we Babyface like, said he could use the studio. Yeah, it's crazy. So, like, yeah. being around there, we, we would be around, like, Tony Braxton, mm. like, Lionel Richie, right. Aretha Franklin before she died, oh like Stevie God. Wonder. I'm talking like real life legends. So, I mean, we were very young, but we really felt like kids because they were like all literal legends. Like, right. you know, so wow. I felt like we were like the rascals just running around, you That's know, trying to make shit happen. I, one thing I always loved about the little rascals is they, they always tried to be adults, you know, yeah. they were always trying to be grown. Yeah. And I felt like that's kind of how we felt at 18, 19, wow. being in those uh, hallways, just, you know, surrounded by greatness. Right. So how the fuck did it feel winning a Grammy for Tony Braxton and Babyface's Love, Marriage, and Divorce? Crazy. I was just at the crib. You know, when you're a producer and the album is nominated, you don't get tickets. What? So, yeah. So I was just kind of like, <laughs> I was just checking, you know, yeah. Twitter every two seconds to see who won. And, yeah. you know, I remember when, you know, I was making spaghetti. <laughs> And I just remember, like, looking out, there was some people walking by my balcony. I'm yelling, I just want a Grammy. They're oh like, we God. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all oh, good. <laughs> Y'all stay blessed. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be like, what? Yeah, like, whatever. But, yeah, no. Nah, I mean, I had a little party at the house. Fuck it. You yeah. know, it was a vibe. I was just, I just turned 21. Like, oh, my I gosh. I just moved out into my own crib type shit. Like, yeah, I definitely definitely had a good two months of just like losing myself, just right. having a great time. Yeah, that is so <laughs> funny. Yeah, and just man, I just think Babyface deserves all his flowers. Cause. Absolutely, I mean, you know, I always tell him when I see him, but I look up to him so much, For sure. and I really appreciate him opening his doors creatively, because um, it just taught me a lot—not just about being a producer or an artist. But also being an executive, like, yeah. he was making plays and real moves. And we had label presidents pop by just to listen to stuff and kick yeah. it. And I don't know. I really respect that. And it definitely gave me something to look up to and something to grow into, you know. And I think the advice he told you was to just have fun, right? Yeah, have a good time. I mean, I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself. I mean, I think that quote you had was really interesting. Yeah. I think being a child actor, you, you know, you're, like, so focused on being perfect and this, that, and the other. But I feel like the second I started just kind of, like, letting go of the reins a little bit and, and just letting life happen, Yeah, the better things went. You For know? sure. Yeah. But sorry, I just keep thinking about this documentary because it was so heavy, but it just showed Aaron, like, keep trying to 
chase the fame that he had as a kid. Oh, yeah. How did you not let the fame phase you? How did you let not Hollywood phase you? Like, like, like I said, you're so humble and it blows my mind. Man, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think you can't chase number one TV show success. You're going to be running <laughs> really fast and hard and burn out a lot. Right. Like, we were the number one show in the world. <laughs> we were beating out American Idol. Like, that's, that's nuts, you know? Yeah. So the way I look at it is like, listen, there's going to be people who know me for my music. There's going right. to be people who know me for being on Insecure with, you know, Issa, Issa Rae. Rae. Like, Didn't you have a sex scene or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. I had my first sex scene. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. But, like, yeah, I mean, there's going to be people who know me for different things that I have to just be comfortable with. But I feel like I learned very early that a lot of famous people were projecting uh, affluence and weren't very affluent. Mm. So for me, I was like, well, let's get to this money. Let's yeah. figure it out. I read a book, uh, you know, uh, about passive income called Rich How Dad, old Poor were Dad. you when you read that book? 16. Uh, That's what got me into production because I was like, yo, hold up, the publishing? Yeah. All right, so I can have a catalog and then I can – uh, you know, lease that out to a publishing company for like 10 years and then get it back. And then now I knew back then because I was around like Nipsey Hussle. He was doing oh like these like God. crypto deals. People are making like $200 million off of like having great records. Wait, $100 how? million because they're selling off their oh. publishing. Right. Then when that catalog oh. reverts back to you, there you go. Damn. So they're kind of treating music like the stock market. Wait, for real? So, like, yeah, if you got, like, Beyonce credits, Drake credits. Yep. Wait, so who do you sell the catalog to? There's different companies. There's different investors. There's private investors. Oh, my God. There's all kinds of ways to kind of, you know, get that thing done. Yep. My because, I mean, that has, like, a certain amount of, you know, residual income. Right. right. You know? Oh, okay. And if you can find a way to collect that, you know, it has a dollar amount right. attached to it. What is this book called? Well, Rich Dad, Poor Dad didn't have that, but it just oh. told me about passive income. Okay. So it talked about publishing being one of those ways. Right. And I mean, a lot of people, they own a lot of real estate, yeah. you know, monthly, you know, if you rent it out or whatever else, you can, you know, net have like, you know, $4,000 profit each month. Yeah. And that was a way that I kind of looked at it. I said, well, okay, I'm going to have real estate in songs. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm gonna attack that. Right. Even if it's 15 here, 20% here, right. 50% there. Like, yeah, I'm gonna figure that out. Can we talk about how sad it is that songwriters get like point something or something? Yeah, royalties. I think it's um really whack. I think the the business structure right now with streaming isn't advantageous for the everyday artist. I mean, if you were selling a million albums back in the day you were making really good profit but right now if you have like a hundred million streams on your album you got to split that with the label mm. you know yeah. you're not really eating i think a lot of artists build and you know get their money from brand partnerships shows oh, interesting. yeah you know all types of things but the music itself used to be something that you could really rely on right. for uh that income and, and and now that's not as much of a thing if you're not independent if you're uh you're not independent right if you're independent you could maybe figure something out but then there's right. a glass ceiling for doing shows and just certain things you know th th so this industry true. is a monopoly if you really look at it like you know you kind of gotta you gotta play ball a little right. bit just to just to figure it out i've been trying to find an investor where are they where are they at <laughs> 
Well, Goldlink just did that. Oh, really? He's in London right now, living it up. Indie with a nice private investor. Damn. Probably about to drop mad shit, you know? Like, oh, my so God. I respect people who figure that out, you right. know? I mean, it's, it's, it's a process finding a good investor. A lot of these guys who have that disposable income aren't playing about their money either. Right. So, I don't know. Good luck. Godspeed. That's <laughs> crazy. Generative AI is very interesting because the way that it currently is done, which is going to be problematic for the next five years, is that uh, it scans all the music from Spotify and Apple Music, everything that it can get its hands on, and it trains models um, based off of whatever stems that they can find. And it can then... Uh, with a couple keystrokes of like, let's say you want to do Pink Floyd uh, in the genre of R&B, it'll then pop out like uh, some random voice singing over chord progressions and it'll have drums and it can build off of uh, compositions that you've already done. I've been messing around with it for the past Wait, two years. you've been using it to make music? What? I'm a nerd, like yeah, I, I'm a real life nerd. I mean, I keep it on the low, but I'm yeah, really a nerd yeah. out here. And you know, I've been working on just trying to find different ways to, you know, that's crazy. Control it, because the way I look at AI is like AI is like a, uh, it's like a baby right now. I want to say it's about three like years it's... old, but it's like a prodigy. It's like a savant. But the problem with surrounding a savant with not all of the right environments, um, it can easily start spitting out something that isn't necessarily like the creme de la creme of music and call that amazing. And in a world where, you know, the producers of the future seven years from now are going to be using generative AI to at least start their ideas. I'm just afraid that if we don't really take the reins and at least like curate what it's being trained and how it's being trained, um, at least so that it's like genre um, specific and like on point. So if you say R&B, it's actually giving you R&B. If you say pop, it's actually giving you the genre of pop. Um, I think we're going to be putting ourselves in a position to be very confused musically, even oh, more wow. confused than we are today. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I've been try trying to work on with, you know, a couple tech guys from London. And, oh, wow. You know, we've been like figuring it out. But I think the it's like the arms race right now. You got people with easily, you know, 100 million, 200 million to spend on training models and fighting you every step of the way uh, to be first. Um, but I think everybody's going to be getting sued because we don't have the rights. Oh, wow. Yeah, they've been doing some weird shit. Uh, <laughs> that part of it, I don't like. I don't really like that side of it. But, you know, to be honest, I think there are some positives to, you know, technology like that. I mean, I think about I think demos of the future. Like, rather than, like, having to sing 100 songs to figure out what works, you know, you just kind of use the, the acapella from the demo to train a model and, you know, now but you can hear how your voice will sound on it. I have a problem with AI. I don't, don't you feel like it takes away from the actual creative process and like in the future, it just makes us feel lazy, I think, well, as humans. I mean, you can argue the same about major uh, technological uh, evolutions. Like, like streaming. <laughs> like streaming, or yeah. let's even go back to like trains <laughs> or like yeah. cars. Yeah, I mean, like we got cars, but people still run, you know? I yeah. mean, like they got drum machines, but there's still drummers who damn. are very successful who make money every, you damn, know, every damn. week. Damn, damn, okay, okay. So, I mean, that's just kind of how I look at it. I think it, of it as more of a, a tool, and those who are kind of lazy enough to just rely off of that will find a moment where they hit a glass ceiling, you know? Where they actually do have to do something and like your kids are gonna you know. grow up and be like, let's use AI to make a song, not 
actually learn how to make a song. I'm less worried about the songs. Uh, oh yeah, I know. That as was I am about like PhD students, right. doctors, lawyers bro. who are gonna be having AI write their essays. Or, bro, like, I'm yeah, a writer. I live. I'm gonna need y'all to like actually learn that because we need you really right. bad. <laughs> Who's what? Yeah, who's doing what? Like, for real. It's just going to get real weird. I mean, this is like, <laughs> everything happens in cycles. This is the Industrial Revolution all over again. Right. So, but uh, I think the difference is that we're going to see the middle class disappear. And that's really scary. Wait. You know? But I think people who are specialists, people who curate a specific thing, will always be in business because the AI is going to have to learn from them in order to replicate what they're doing. Like what? So, uh producers um, you can have generated music but you're still going to need somebody there to curate how the album will feel and sound because there's like it can give you the the bricks but it can't give you the entire house yeah beat makers yeah you're done Aww. but if you don't have like a, a good ear like yeah you know yeah you might you might get get, get kind of swept under the rug because it still needs to be curated and i mean if you really think about every major genre for the past like 60 years i'll say it's all been like uh you know coming from the hoods you know you think about jazz rock and roll oh, wow. hip-hop you know it's coming from impoverished neighborhoods and um i'm not too sure if they're gonna have the access to ai that they'll need to really continue to create and cultivate so i think we're still gonna have genres that pop up that are different that feel fresh and new that you know will have that human touch will have that human feel and you know you can definitely mimic culture but creating it that's the thing that's really like because agis don't exist right now you know the which is which is like like ai right now it's just like being able to kind of pinpoint things uh autonomously mm. agi is like an all-knowing being so right now what? ai is essentially like a, a college student pretty smart college student right mind you but it's a college student AGI is like Einstein. And Wait. that's what we need to worry about. <laughs> uh, can I give you another gift? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you can give me all the gifts you right. want. What's so up? This What's is this? from Kind Oasis. I'm going to open it for you. So this is a family-run CBD business out of Milwaukee, that's Wisconsin. Really cool. They're really known for their exquisite gummies. All right. Um, and Extra strength. Yeah, <laughs> right. So they provide affordable quality hemp derived products for those who need it the most. Um, everyone in the Kind Oasis family believes in the healing power of hemp yeah. as well as spreading kindness, That's which is what I'm all about. We love spreading kindness. Right. I love that. Right. <laughs> and here's a little shirt for you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I love a little tie dye. Yeah. I like it. It's big hippie vibe. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. I'm a big hippie. My damn so. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you like to do you like mushrooms? I think mushrooms are very cool for people who practice them safely. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Wait, I be, it's not mushrooms, don't worry. But it's a gift. It's a little gift. Oh, right. Wait, look cool, how cool. this is. Look at this. It's a bong. Oh. It's a mushroom bong. Shout out to Hemp. Oh, that's fine. Right. Say less. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Yeah, now you won with of this course. one. Of course. We got more goodies. It's in the little oh, box okay, over there. Okay, that's awesome. But I want to talk about, I actually went to see Ella Mae at the Wilton recently. Oh, yeah. Can you give me the story behind Not Another Love Song, but also opening for her on tour? Like, I was so happy when I saw that. That was so cool. That's yeah. also why it took a while to get him on Shirley's Temple. He was opening for Ella Mae on tour. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, listen, um, Ella, we go way back. Um, really? Yeah. Damn. Because, like, right when she was putting out her big single, 
boot up? Yeah, boot up. Uh, I, I had favorite out, so we would see each other at different like radio stations. Mm. We would see each other. Uh, I remember we saw each other at Vibe magazine. Nice. Um, back in the day, and then later on, we ended up working on Not Another Love Song, which was so dope. So beautiful. And that was all through Boy Wonder. You what? know, he came out of studio and was just vibing and. You know, we had that vocal sample with the keys. Wow. And, and uh, my boy Jahan played around it. And, Jahan and, uh, Sweet? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And, and Wanda added drums and Chris and wow. a couple other folks touched on that on that song as well. So it was cool, man. Yeah. It was just dope to, like, kind of have that full circle moment with her then. Right. And then we had another one years later now with me opening up for her, you know, doing doing my own music. And she was so supportive. And, you know, showed mad love online. It, it was just mad cool. So yeah. I really respect her a lot. Did she you ask know? you to come on? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. See, that's when it's like, you know, because people put together tours yeah, all the time. Yeah, you know, I like, it, it could be the agents. But nah, yeah. this was this was definitely like her wanting me to come on. And, you know, I wanted to do the entire tour, but like the numbers were a little weird. And, okay. and you know, for I me, was I, wondering I, about that, I yeah. just definitely wanted to have like, you know, at least one of my guys up there with me. Mm. I, I want to kind of set the, the tone of me being a real musician playing right. instruments and I you know vibing that. with my band so yeah. for now you know sometimes I'll, I'll have to miss out on certain opportunities but i'm right. really looking forward to to doing more shows Good for you, you know? what yeah. is the reality of the preparation behind that because you're opening she has sold out shows so yeah yeah i'm opening up for a full crowd right. you know i mean i rehearse a lot uh, okay. automatically you mm-hmm. know i think just rehearsal is a big part of being great you right. know preparation means opportunity equals success mm. so Nipsey. That's definitely that's definitely my vibe. You know, yeah. I like to just like get in. Even if I'm not in with my guys, I treat rehearsing like a video game. So <laughs> I don't play Call of Duty. I'll be at the crib yeah. just rehearsing my records. Vibe, I you know? love that. Yeah. Do you get nervous? Um, I think right before I hit, I'm just so excited. Oh, okay, I'm see. I'm so fucking hype. But I think all of that calms down after the first song. Good. Yeah. At ten years old. Please tell me you're nervous doing fucking Broadway for the Lion King. Hell no, like, At 10 years old? You're you're, kid, he was Simba, like, guys. Like, what? Yeah, kid, it's like a game. I know. It's a little game. You're up there just vibing. Right. You know, just vibing out. Yeah. So I really enjoy just... And, you know, what's, what was really cool is that a family friend was a conductor for mm. Lion King. Um, shout out to Joseph Joubert. Okay. So it's like my, like godfather slash uncle. Oh, you know? wow. So, like, having him there, like, it, it really didn't feel like work it right. felt like just i was doing something i loved i love that yeah. trivia question oh shit. And, uh, <laughs> okay Ooh, you probably know this oh, who is man. the first woman ever inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame do you need the god <laughs> the first women yeah i'll give you the options a patty smith b aretha franklin c stevie nicks d diana ross dang i thought for sure you would know this Say, say the yeah. options one more time. <laughs> Patty I'm Smith. Get at least one, right? right. <laughs> Patty Smith, uh, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Nicks, Diana Ross. I want to say, because I know Aretha definitely got got um, inducted, but <sighs> should just go with that one. I'm gonna just go with Aretha. Okay, good. Ding 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 ding. Was it right? Ding. Yeah. All right, I that was, was like, my go, first go, one. Go, go, go. Yeah, right. All right, cool. <laughs> You could take this home too. So this is King Palm, but this is. these are pa- palm tree leaf wraps. Nice, no tobacco. Yes, right. that's Ooh, what I'm I like saying. that. I like that. I got a bunch of goodies. I'm just gonna. Yo, you, you are really getting me right. Yeah. So this I'm about is to have a, me a nice little single roll tr- ashtray. Okay. Look at this 
fire Ooh. ass gold ashtray. Oh, it's lit at the crib. Yeah. <laughs> and this this will be for the studio. Hey, this is an electric grinder. Okay. And then a Ooh. little. You feel me? You're going crazy you right me? now. A this little, is really Christmas, a yo. Little, a little rolling tray. Oh yeah, I love this. And I'm gonna spark this. Don't mind me. Nah, do you? Okay. Do you? I know you talked about this, but yeah. Scissors smooth. Scissors snooze. Yep. Scissors Whoa, tongue twister. I need to know, like, when you're creating, because I know she, like, walked by and she heard it. Yeah. Were you making that for yourself? No. I, oh. I, I was in the studio. She was there. We were trying to come up with another idea. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, we just had a cool beat forming. Um, and, like, I do this thing where I, like, pitch my vocal up. So I was just kind of singing, like, the first part of that before I pitched it up. And she was like, what is that? That's so dope. I love that. And then uh, we sent her the, the, the instrumental. She went into another room and wrote the hell out of that song herself. I will say that. Right. She killed it. And, um, you know, we, we walked in and, um, you know, she played it for us. And we immediately knew that was going to be a special song. But wow. I, I, I didn't think it was going to get this much love. I mean, really? I think we're, on, we're on like Billboard right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. Um, and I'm just really thankful for Babyface and, and uh, Chris inviting me that day to, to, to come cook up. Right. Because, you know, who knows if we would have had that song. What are you excited for next? Well, obviously the album. Album, tour. Yeah. Um, can't tell you much about the tour I'm about to do, but it's about to be Wait. amazing. Well, they're about to announce it soon. So, like, when they do. I'm, I'm like, can, tell me off record. Circle back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you off record, but it's going to be crazy. Yo. 30 dates. Right. You know, really, like, seeing the country through my music. That's going to be really fly. For sure. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm building this studio in my garage right now. Like, and I'm just going to really turn that into a dope content space. Like yeah. a space where even if I wanted to do like an interview with one of my homies, mm. we can set up a couch and some I mics and just vibe out. Hell yeah. As well as like record songs there. So yeah. um, my uncle's a contractor, so he's coming through tomorrow. We're gonna right. We're going to tap into it. I was going to say, lifting. if you had no budget constraints, what would your studio like? What would your studio be like? I do two floors. Okay. That's one thing that I that's going to kind of hurt budget wise. Yeah. So. For right. now, I'm just going to have one floor. But the great thing about it is that, you know, I own that house. And right. later on, I can definitely, you know, undo and redo and take it to the moon, you know. How old were you when you bought your crib? I was 28 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, my first house. And, um, you know, I, I was trying to figure out if oh. I was going to get my first home in, in uh, New York or Really? Or you were debating? Here. I was going to ask if you see yeah. yourself living in L.A. forever, obviously, because you got the Well, crib. yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to be here for a minute. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, New York is always going to be home. Uh, and, you know, I got a lot of family. Everybody's getting older, too. So Aww. I kind of want to, like, spend more time with right. some of my favorites. Because I've worked so much, you know, for the past 15 years. Yeah. And uh, I kind of missed out on a lot of really special family moments. Oh. So. I'm gonna spend some time in New York. Yeah, here and there, you know, chilling with your grandfather. Yeah, my grandfather's my guy. Yeah. That's fire. I'm like, what's the craziest story he told you about his? <laughs> <laughs> the craziest story he told me was about James Earl Jones getting mad because two of the guys were like smoking in the dressing room, smoking weed. Uh, he got pissed. Yeah, like almost got in a fist fight with one of the guys backstage. This was on Broadway. Oh Hello, my Dolly. god. Yeah. My grandfather was his understudy on Broadway. For wow. That, so. Yeah, so that's probably the craziest story, I think, that's outside of that. That's funny, though. Just imagine an angry James Earl right. Jones. Right. You know I mean? That's Darth Vader. That's Mufasa from The Lion King, just pissed. Like, <laughs> that's funny. 
And I'm just thinking about him young too, like right. with an afro, just really cursing niggas out. Like, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, I'm gonna give you this. This is from Al Capone. Okay. So these are premium leaf wraps. They're actually okay. really big on the East Coast. Dope. Yeah. Got some swag in there. That's fine. And then they got some cigars in there also. Okay. Okay. But before okay. we wrap, I want to talk about relationships real quick. All right, let's get into it. Is so, Leon Thomas dating? I am definitely dating, but I'm like single, okay. you know, and just like living my life. I think um, I'm about to be 30 soon. Mm. So the way that I'm looking at it is I'm really dating with intention right now. <laughs> you know, if I am going on a date or spending time with somebody, I'm really like looking and seeing what's good. Right. Because I, I really want a adult partner for my 30s. And somebody right. who I could travel with. Right. You know, really like build adult family with at some point too. So, yeah. What's Leon Thompson's DMs looking like? They kind of dry. Oh. Uh, I ain't going to lie to you. Because, I mean, like, everything I post is all, like, business, you yeah. know? So, um, I think, I mean, I'm who dead. knows? Are they but, dry or do you not see it? Because a lot of people just don't. No, well, you dead. know what? I just found out probably, like, six months ago. The other I, side? Yeah, the other I side. Can't. So, I missed out on some some stuff. I ain't going to yeah. lie. I missed out on you some. You probably missed out on some, some bags. Some real selects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some real selects. But yeah. it's all good. You know, honestly, I feel like, you know, it's meant to be, will be. So. Right. And I feel like even, like, the whole DM culture, right. like, it's kind of. That's how I, I want to meet people, like yeah. really feel them out, you know, and I kind of want them to like me for me, and right? Not potentially for like a song I could make for them, right? Or like what I could do for them or who I know, yeah, you know. But yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I saw somewhere you're sapiosexual. Yeah, I'm big on like, I'm big on just like intelligence. So that's mm. like really. It's really sexy to me. A For girl sure. who, like, can do something that I can't, who just, like, knows her shit. But who are you going to, what girl's going to do something you can't? Oh, man. Uh, there's, there's plenty of shit. Okay. Yeah, girl's really good at taxes. Like, hey, uh, what's going on, baby? Like, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, I need that referral, too. It was building rockets. Like, yeah, let's go. Who? Like, yo, let's get it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Nah, but, but, I mean, even in music, I mean, somebody right. who can just, like, read music on a high level or just doing i mean it doesn't have to be that deep but i just like smart girls that's I really all you. i was trying to say i feel you do you believe in open relationships i believe if you have a preference and your partner is open to that preference yeah live on do you but you i know? wouldn't want to share my boo honestly i genuinely believe that uh that makes a lot of sense but there's like a lot of different preferences that you probably wouldn't want to do you know um <laughs> i i just feel like if that is what your preference is i really commend you for trying to figure it out this landscape is really complicated it is the needs that people have are very complicated right. um so i try not to judge anybody for what they what they like to do yeah you know, i know me personally i i foresee myself kind of like doing the whole marriage thing yeah well who knows maybe that might even like graduate into something that's more open at some point i mean it's Damn. years and years and years yeah. of building with somebody and who knows if that person evolves over time and yeah. has different needs but you're still really close to them you know I don't so know. what if you're down for the open relationship but they're not I mean, I or think vice versa. the second you get into a relationship, you have to be open to sacrificing. And if that means that I want something, but I really love this person and that's not comfortable for them. Right. That's not what they signed up for. Shit. I mean, who am I to, you know, try to get all weird? Like, I think it's more so about like, you know, trying to trying to make the necessary sacrifices to make whatever you're trying to build work. Interesting. Does that make sense? It though? does. I just I don't know. I, I guess I'm more traditional, but. I, I mean, don't know about traditional, but yeah. in Athena's 
I read uh, Tupac's mom's book recently, mm-hmm. Afina. Have you read it? Afina no, Shakur? No. She wrote a book, but at the end of the book, she, she was like with this like super big, big panther in the party. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she ended up moving in with his wife and two kids. Yeah. And like, that's just, I don't nah, know. No, that's a lot. I mean, right. listen, man. It, yeah. it's, but you know what's crazy? Um, marriage and the idea of monogamy isn't really that old. What do you mean by that? I mean, prior to that, it's probably like 200 years old, 300 years uh, old. Prior uh, to that, most relationships Wait, were open. really? Look it up. So it's really interesting Guys, seeing, like, you know, how we're, how we're kind of, you know, evolving over time now. Is that real? Check it out. Yeah. You, you can check it out. That's so funny. I was watching, there was a clip of Amber Rose, like, being like, the Bible doesn't exist. It's, it's science. They weren't around, but it was funny. But yeah, oh, it no, really be I mean, science. I ain't going to tell you anything that I haven't 100% fact-checked, yeah. but from the facts that I did <laughs> see, you know, it's 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 definitely, um, you know, it's just a, a very European idea. What about, uh, like, your parents? Because, I mean, it really came from, uh, it was more of a business deal than anything else, you know? Oh. I own this. You own that. You have a daughter. I have a son. All right, let's have them marry each other so I can have what you have and you can have what I have. Yikes. Let's go. Let's get it. Okay. Partners, you know, uh, that's like a new thing. Here's my partner, you know. It's uh, like a 10-year, 15, 20-year partnership. But in L.A., if you go past six years, like My that's, producer's getting married. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you go past six years, you're already technically married, though. You know that, right? Really? On paper, yeah, yeah. You can, you can claim certain taxes, all types of shit. Wait. Yep. How did they know the actual date that you... I don't know, but I know. <laughs> I haven't tried it myself. I, I never make it past year three, so yeah. I'm chilling. I'm dead. I was going to ask, have you been cheated on? Oh, yeah. Have you cheated? Oh, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Absolutely. I hate all men. I hate men. Yeah, what was the reason? Thank you, Cora. Well, I'm going to be real. Check I'm going to be real. real. All, right, all right, so early on, early on, I'll never forget. I was dating this girl. She was real fine. And she was like, yeah, I'm going out to Arizona to visit my aunt. And I was like, oh, all right, word. I was like, damn, that's a really nice pool. She was FaceTiming me from a pool. I'm like, man, that pool is nice. That house is nice. Like, what the hell does your aunt do? Like, she is up. Come to find out, she was at some ball players like, crib in Arizona. Some dude, I, I really love the Phoenix Suns. So I was ah! like, man, this is fucked up. I couldn't watch a Suns no! game for years. <laughs> Oh, and so directly God. after that, you know, what was crazy is because we were in this, like, you know, situationship rather than, like, full-blown, right. like, you know, living together relationship. So I felt like, well, you know, it is what it is. Keep it going. But then I ended up cheating because I guess, like, my guard was a little down. I was a oh little more God. loose. And then at that time, too, I had, like, some really beautiful, talented people around. So wow. I said, you know, let me see. This doesn't feel like a forever thing anyway. We're young. My in my head it's always like, like you're not thinking about her the whole time. Like you couldn't have broken up before you hooked up. I don't know. Is it just like in the moment thing? It probably yeah. is. Yeah, I mean it wasn't the the girl I cheated with wasn't something I saw myself being like right. a, a long term thing with. Yeah, but yeah. I was also a lot younger. Yeah. I, I think moving moving now I try to be more honest about if I just even want to be there or not. Yeah. You know. I feel like it's also normalized in our culture to cheat. I don't know. It's definitely normalized, and it's uh, it's saying about each and every day. Um, yeah. I mean, most songs are about it. I don't right. know. I just think, yeah. like, <laughs> it's just a weird season. But I think my parents, my grandparents didn't have to deal with Tinder, right. Facebook, Instagram, 
all of these options just consistently <sighs> being pushed towards you on your algorithm. Right. It's insane. Right. I know my grandfather would have folded for show for yeah. show. So it's like, yeah, yo, like <laughs> I'm just saying, like, okay. you know, I respect everybody for doing a monogamous is a thing, but I think they really at a certain point kind of felt like, all right, this is my option. It's good to go. I'm Damn. happy, you know. And they okay. could kind of cheat quietly without anybody ever knowing. I didn't really feel great about it. Preference, once again. Right, preference. You know what I'm saying? That's I real. know a lot of people, yeah. Right. I know some, like, super millionaires. I was with this guy, and he was like, yeah, my ex-wife lives on the property with oh. her uh, new husband. Oh. <laughs> He's bringing all these girls through. Like, there's certain people who, like, right. it's just with the, you know, I don't yeah. know. Everybody's got their preference. I know right. what I'm looking for. Because, you know, I think I write a lot about love. Yes. So I'm definitely, like, putting that energy out into the air that is possible. That is something that can happen. Do you, you have know? a type? I definitely have a have a low-key type, mm. kind of. I mean, I love a good chocolate model. Yeah. You know? I love a good chocolate model. I Noted. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Dark skin, a beautiful body, you know. Yeah. But uh, I think, you know, for me, once again, I'm, I'm really about the mental, mm. you know. For um, sure. So, you know. I don't discriminate. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna give you this last gift and then do a temple ten. Alright. Spitfire round. So this is from my bud base. Cool. They're, uh do you wanna open it? All right. Like how low beautiful it might be. Look. <laughs> Surrounded by gifts right yeah. now. <laughs> right. So oh, oh that yeah, is so, so this pretty. is this is their uh turtle collab turtle set. It's a nice little uh vase bong. Man, you really out here. Yeah, it's you a know whole Santa thing. Claus. I'll this is it. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> this is so gorgeous. Facts, isn't it? I love that it's got a little chain. Yeah, I'm gonna send you the actual <laughs> link so you can see how to oh. set it all up. Yeah. You were really doing it. I got you. Oh man. I'll set that to the side and it's make sure. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. We got it going on okay, right wait. now. You got me? I'm blessed out all here. Right. Of course I got and you. And then to to put in those bongs, this is peace water. So this is better solution to put in your bongs than actual water. Actual water. water. Yeah. yeah. It's like all natural. So um, dope. It keeps yeah. it clean. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got all you. right. Let's lock this in. Yeah. And my you favorite. You always used to hook me up with the gifts back right, in the day. I now did, look at I you did, like, yo, oh, you used to uh, get me right. Yeah. That's full circle. I wow. know, right? Like, I'm yo. so happy. Yeah. You always held it down. I love it. All right. Ready? Temple 10 Spitfire. Right. All right. All right. This is my good, favorite. This is my favorite. All right. All right. Favorite emoji. Uh, the sunglass one. Aw. Yeah. Favorite snack? Doritos. What, what flavor? Cool Ranch. Dang. <laughs> Biggest fear? Regret. Oh, wow. Wow. That's deep. <laughs> For real. Favorite song at the moment? Um... Huh, this girl Cleo Soul, she says, uh, "I know you are, know you are loved." Is the name of the song. Ooh. It's really good. It's kind of like an affirmation. She sings it over and over. I gotta check it out. You gotta check it I'll out. I'll probably really play cool. it on repeat, like yeah, I did. Yeah, it's for so love. good. It's so good. She <laughs> just know? did her first performance, like that it was filmed. And yeah, it's, it's fly. I love it. Favorite movie of all time. Um, forty-eight hours. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a big Eddie fan. Nice. Yeah. Dumbest bag you ever dropped? Dumbest bag I ever dropped? Uh, well, does dumbest mean like largest bag or just uh, or just like the dumbest, dumbest thing I've ever? Yeah. All right, dumbest. I went to Miami. I lost my mind for uh, like 
three weeks. And I think Wait. I spent like, I don't know, like 30 bands or something oh just wilding out there. And I was like, I came back like, bro, why? Yeah. Like, for what? <laughs> what was going on out there? Like, yeah, yeah, just what, tripping. What brought you out there? Uh, listen, just, you know, post-breakup, just trying, oh, okay. to, trying to vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Did you meet some Miami ting? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's for me to know. Okay. <laughs> I'm crying. Out of, uh, out of the 30K, what was the biggest bag? Like, out of the 30K, um, shout, shout out to Booby Trap. What is that? Is that a strip club? Yes, man. I'm crying. <laughs> Can I ask how much? I don't know. I don't okay. know exactly, but I just know I had a good time. I'm like, it was I don't fun. Know. <laughs> It was really I, fun. Right. Though. When I realized I was too cheap to go to the strip club, I was like, yo. Yeah, the, the, can't like do my it. problem is the last time I went was with Drake, so I was just trying to like yeah. live it up. I was like, hold up, bro, what you doing? Like, yo, chill out. Wait, in Miami? Yeah. Was it celebrating something? No, I'm saying the last time I went oh. was without Drake, but the oh. time before that, I was around, like, so oh, I was okay, got mimicking you. energy. Oh, right. no, the, the, we're done mimicking that. Yeah, yeah. That, that is clipped. Done. I love it. <laughs> but, the, hey, do you have support the dancers? Yeah, actually, you really do. They yeah. work hard. Yeah. Best encounter you have with a fan? Best encounter I had with a fan. I think I was at St. Jude's in Memphis, and there was a fan who uh, was uh, on a hospital bed, with cancer really young oh, wow. like eight years old or nine years old and he was just telling me how much i made him laugh yeah he was like yo you really make me laugh you make me smile a lot you know i would cry i would crumble yeah man i mean i think all of us from the cast we were like in the bus going back oh. in tears like oh. man it's just it feels so unfair like right. you know, seeing kids right. like sick like that damn yeah. yeah my heart i know right celebrity crush celebrity crush that's a good one. Um, trying to think of somebody I don't have to run into. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> this is fun. That's real, uh, right? You know what? I'm gonna go with the oldie but goodie because it'll never happen. Halle Berry. Hey. There you go. Right. Have you seen the Little Mermaid with Halle Bailey? Oh yeah, she's uh, she's dope. Yes, yeah, she I gotta see the actual film. I saw clips, but honestly, I worked with her and her sister years ago, oh. and I'm just like so proud of both of them Same. for building and evolving yeah Same. i interviewed them at the at the fonda when they were performing and just yeah, yeah. growth for That's sure growth. like grown women too you mm -hmm. know grown and what i love about it is like the element of class for both of them right they're like really finding a way to do this in a classy way and uh i respect it lyrically all of it yeah when you because they came from they did. They were acting. Yeah, too. they were acting and, and involved in some Disney stuff. Yeah, um, but I mean, they got snatched up by Beyonce pretty right, early. I was so gonna, yeah. you know, they've been they've been in a real place in this music game for a, for a sure. long time, and you know, I really respect what they do. So I good. saw the, uh, an article that made me mad. They were blaming Beyonce for her low album sales. That's stupid. Like, I hate the media. Cause I they think. Just be well, well, first off, she has longevity. Yeah. This yeah. is like her first move of many, right. and. I'm really proud of what she was able to do. I got a lot of homies who produced on that album. Nice. I ain't going to let nobody talk bad about sure. her or that album. I feel like she's really fly. We just got to really allow artists to build yeah. and develop in this yeah. climate that's ever-changing. Like, you know, like all this TikTok stuff. It's just, right. it's just a lot. So right. I'm going to need people to hop off these numbers if they're right. not going to buy an album. Bro, right? like, and what's the last album you bought? Right. Like, oh, shit. For real. Like, yeah. So yeah. it's like, yo, let's just... Like, right. give people time to grow. I actually went to her show with the Novo. And when I tell you the gays were out, like, she had a packed crowd. So, yeah. to me, it's like, 
you have whatever numbers, but can you sell out a show? Right. Like, that to Do me people is care? Do right. people care? Absolutely. And I feel I really feel like they care about her, and I know that they're going to continue to support her. Right. And I'm really excited for her to evolve and really, you know, just show and prove. Really for let sure. people know, like you know. Yeah. I love it. Favorite sex position. Um, I love a good doggy style. Okay, you know okay, okay. Look, get a little active. Yeah. <laughs> he was ready. He knew it. Oh yeah, nah. I already know what I like. For yeah. real. <laughs> I love it. Um, first thing that comes to mind, Leon Thomas. Ooh, with the smoke coming out the nose. All right. I would. I would. I'm just gonna go with the first thing that came to my mind. Um, but I'm trying to work out of this a little bit. But humble. No, nah, really like, like clap it up, I'm guys. Like, clap it up, clap it up. It's not. It's like nothing wrong with being humble. Oh, never mind. Don't clap. Don't clap. Don't clap. Don't clap. Don't clap. Sorry. Sorry. He actually doesn't like clapping. Oh really? Oh, man, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. It's that. all bad. Yeah. Nah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being humble, but, right, but you know, I really want to kind of just live in my truth a little bit more and you know, tap in. No, but like to be remembered for that because that's what I think of you is so just rare and just genuine and i just want to give you your flowers because Man, thank you anybody that knows you knows how sweet you are and how genuine you are and how talented like i've been telling people do you know how talented <laughs> like cool. and then when i found out you worked on snow's do for love it was over i was like oh, damn it's, oh, it's lit. yeah, yeah well, thank crazy. you snow man yeah, right. <laughs> really got shirley's approval yeah. man we worked it out <laughs> I'm crying. That's good stuff. Man, is there anything else you want to let the people know? Listen, you know, I got a new album dropping July 21st, Electric Dusk. You know, it's my first album. I would Ooh. really appreciate real life support, y'all. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm definitely going to be going out on the road. So when that announcement happens, buy some tickets. Right. Come catch a vibe with me. We'll right. be doing meet and greets and all that. And um, yes. stay blessed. You know, really treat yourself right. I want that for you, too. I love real. that. Yeah. Aw. Oh, beautiful, Thank you. beautiful. Thank you. Hey, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Leon Thomas. And I want to say thank you so much for tuning in to Shirley's Temple. You can follow me at Leon Thomas on Instagram and every social media site. Peace. Love. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.